Hello and welcome to another episode of Streaming with a Purpose, where we will inspire and motivate you to live your best life on purpose. For some, that could mean earning extra income, doing what they love. For others, it could mean doing something different than they've ever done before and allowing your purpose to sustain you. Doing something you've never done before can be challenging, hard, and scary. I speak to people who were once where you are and are now living their purpose and want to encourage you to live your life to the fullest. I am your host, Sylvia Montgomery. Let's take a listen to our next guest. Hello and welcome to another episode of Streaming with a Purpose. I have with me today, I have the award-winning storyteller, speaker, transformational coach, philanthropist, leader of champions, Miss Quinea. Futrell. Did I get that right, Quinea? You got it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to share your bio uh, with the people here. Um, and it reads that while Quinea Futrell holds several titles, when you meet her, you meet a woman whose purpose cannot be contained. Whether you are experiencing her from behind the camera, front and center, on a stage with a microphone, or in intimate conversation, what you see is what you get. Living her life by the motto, change the family, change the world, Quinea Futrell is the epitome of resilience. Quinea's life is a testimony of how, as a young woman, her mother was often incarcerated, leaving her lost in more ways than she could imagine. It would take years of misplaced anger, shattered self-esteem and grief for her to forgive her mom. Yet, she learned the power of doing her healing work before it was too late. She is fueled by a mission to help others heal and individual and group coaching from their mama trauma as a certified trauma professional through her proven Trauma Ain't Normal program. An award-winning director and executive producer, her docuseries, Why My Mom, grapples with the deep-seated issues few can tackle and tell with such compassion and humanity. Kunea is also a member of the illustrious Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and is committed to making a change in her community. Welcome, welcome, Quinea. So great to have you with us today. What an awesome resume. Thank you so much. So, Quinea, we've heard a little bit about yourself. We've shared your bio, but I'm sure that was not the full. I'm sure there's more that you (laughs) would want to tell to us. So, um, in your own words, can you tell us how what you do right now, how that translates to you living your purpose? Wow. So um, first, I just want to say thank you so much. It's it's truly an honor to be here with you and your listeners to share in this moment of purpose. Um, What I do now, honestly, is just really help entrepreneurs learn how powerful their trauma is and how it truly um, resonates throughout their business if they don't tame it properly. And so I would say, you know, given everything that you've read and even those things that haven't been shared yet or that, are, you know, that may be in some of my books about my life's journey, you know, dealing with my mom and my dad, you know, both being incarcerated on drugs, off of drugs, 
growing up in, you know, the North New Jersey, Brick City, you know, coming with parents who, you know, even were into that criminal life. Um, it wasn't easy, right? But where I was from, trauma became so normal that I thought everybody's life was like that. You know, everybody I knew in my community, dad was locked up too, or mom was in the streets too, or, you know, so it was a me too type of situation or a popcorn effect rather than, a, you know, clutch your pearls. Oh my gosh, no, sweetie, that's not supposed to be, you know, it. And so I would say, you know, for me now, I have, um, you know, been through my own personal healing journey to be able to, you know, receive the certifications I have in schooling for my doctorate in trauma and community care and counseling. But all that really leads up to one thing. And that's really going back and lifting up those who I know were probably like me, you know, trying to run a business, trying to, you know, be mom or dad or, or trying to be the superhero of their family. When truly the trauma that we've been carrying has just been the heaviest weight of all. And if we could just learn to release that and heal through that, there the, the possibilities are endless in what we can do and what our reach can be within our businesses. You know, I, I hear your story and your story is so unique, but um, but not to you, because like you said, where you're from, everybody's story was sort of similar. Yeah. You know, it was the same. And uh, you know, to hear you say that our trauma is is what we is the heaviest load that we carry. How hard is it? How difficult is it for people to come to that realization? You know, as you're talking with them and working with them about that trauma, um, how how difficult is it for them to to really see that? You know, once they can get rid of that, that so much else can happen for them and happen in their lives as it did with you. Absolutely. Um, you know, it is, I, I won't even, I won't even front for the folk. It is hard work. You know, it is pain, aching work. It is, um, you know, one of the things that I do with my clients is I help them um, really see some of those things that we've been doing just out of survival. You know, now that we're, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, even, you know, th there's some things that we've just been doing out of habit. Um, that really was the thing that that kept us, you know, when we were children in some of those situations that if we hadn't done those things, we wouldn't have survived. Um, but now, you know, in your adulthood now, you know, with your own children, grandchildren, et cetera, you don't have to do those things anymore. And so it is very hard to come to grips with some of that stuff because it's all, you know, you know, it's 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 embedded in you. But there's power in unlearning. There is so much power and freedom in unlearning those things that really don't serve us anything anymore because we are no longer in those spaces. And so once we really tap into that, you know, it really does provide us a freedom that is unmatched. So yeah, it's hard um, and really helping them talk through some of those things and, and we create actionable plans um, and certainly, you know, coaching them through those moments um, is helpful. Um, but yeah, it is going to be hard, but it's definitely worth it and such a reward when you're on the other side of it. Um, how did you see turning your passion um, and your purpose into a stream of income? Um, I didn't see it at first, if I can be honest. I was going to be all of my degrees leading up into my um, doctorate that I'm currently working on, every degree prior to that is in early child education. From my associates to my EDS, everything literally is in early child education because I knew that I was just going to, you know, forever be this daycare lady, um, taking care of people's children, you know, ensuring they have this safe place, et cetera. 
Um, now, while I do and I have achieved that goal and have a childcare facility of my own, that that was that wasn't the end goal, right? That wasn't all of me. Um, there was still so much more that God was calling me to, and it wasn't until I was really pushed into um, the land of having no job <laughs> or fired, aka, um, back in what 2014. That's when I first established my company. So that March, I was I was terminated. Um, and by that October, I had started my own consulting and coaching firm. And I was literally just going out into the communities, training and, you know, doing things with around early child education. Um, and then I started getting more into speaking more about my story, telling about, you know, my mom being incarcerated. And I was one of the heaviest trainings that I would do and most requested was um, really helping teachers understand how to teach beyond bars, right? How to teach those children that come into your classroom that parents could be incarcerated and so it was from me kind of telling those stories, though that that set of pain, I would say, that led me to my purpose of, of my storytelling, right? My gifted ability to storytell. And so um, I was able to go from that book and that book took me, you know, all around the world through Kampala, Uganda to share my story and um, help children out in schools way out there. And so um, it was from that where I learned the power in my voice, the power in my story. And then it just really as I continued, and it goes back to it, as I continued my healing process, God continued to manifest and unlock those next levels of where I was supposed to take it from there. Is it safe to say then that all of what you went through, the trauma that uh, that you dealt with, you weren't able to really be fully um, healed from that until you were able to help others. There's this power that comes when I get to sit with someone who has a similar story with me, where they're stuck in something that it took me so long to come out of, and I can help them out of it in 20 minutes, right? It's, it's so much more fulfilling, right? And it's still healing for me when I get to see that happen in my clients' lives. And so absolutely, you know, um, but I will say that it took a level, it took me to reach a certain level in my healing process in order for God to trust me with attaining the clients that will come to me, you know, with these heavy hearts and these, and these different traumas or burdens to be able to help them through it so that I wouldn't bleed on them with my issues. So there was that certain level that I had to reach, but, but man, it's, it's on and popping since, since then. Mm -hmm. And I know that was not easy. I'm sure that was very difficult. And I'm, the reason I asked that is because, you know, I'm sh many people sit with similar stories. Mm -hmm. um, many people sit with whatever their trauma is. And sometimes we, we like to keep it to ourselves. Yes. And we don't want other people to know about it. But what I have come to learn along the way, is that our purpose is not about us yes. sometimes what we go through the reason we're going through it um from god's perspective is so that we can fulfill the purpose that he has for us and again it's about other people it's about serving other people it's about being there for other people it's bigger than us and certainly yeah. what you have gone through um, and what you have uh, been able to do through the Trauma Ain't Normal program, mm -hmm. which I'm hoping to, you know, hear more about that in a minute. Um, it's totally, uh, you know, I'm, it's just bigger than you. And like you said, when you, that was not your dream. That was not your goal starting yeah. out. But that is where God 
took you once you started on your purpose journey. And our purpose, I think, is just very important that we understand that unless we're living in it, we are not getting um, the full depth of what it is that God has for us in this world Absolutely. that Absolutely. we're living. It's just so important. So yeah. could you talk a little bit more? You've got two things going on here now. You, you mentioned your books, Trauma Ain't Normal Program, mm-hmm. and your docuseries that I talked about earlier, which sounds like um, maybe uh, some of what you went through, yeah. um, some of your story. Mm-hmm. So if you could just shed a little light on both of those things for me. Yeah. So the first thing is my Trauma Ain't Normal Institute. That is my basically my life coaching practice where I, you know, serve individuals or groups um, through my coaching programs to really help them transform, heal, forgive, unlearn, heal, all of that. Um, where um, under that we do our annual retreats for women in business. Um, and this year I'm so excited. We have Stedman Graham being a part um, in October. Um, and Tony Jones coming out for some wellness um, in October. And then in November, um, we have another business keynote that I haven't released yet. And it's going to be so amazing. Um, and we have Dr. Vicki Johnson coming out for our wellness. So it's going to be really cool what we do under, under that. Um, we really make sure that we try to be holistic in what it is that we offer. Um, and so as far as the Why My Mom series, um, that is my heart space. Why My Mom is a docuseries and book anthology that I've created, um, which is just a movement to help those of us who are adults now learn the power in your voice, learn the power in your story, learn the power in your truth. Um, Because all of us can say at some point we've had a, why my mom? Like what in the world, girl? Why? Um, Maybe not to the same extent as everybody else, but we've all probably asked the question. But there's some of us who truly have asked that question from a wounded space because we have what I consider to be mama trauma, right? Some wounds in that relationship and some damaging um, aspects of that particular relationship. And although, you know, society really doesn't like us to dim a, a light on the negative side of what motherhood can bring, Um, I find it to be very healthy to do that um, because it is a sensitive topic. It is one of those swept under the rug conversations, but it's also very therapeutic and healing. And it's something that our community needs. And so I, you know, put offers out and extend applications for people to be a part of it through the book. And then through um, from their chapters of the book, we share their story through docuseries. Um, And so from that, the latest um, resource that I've created is a Why My Mom card deck. And so um, that's something where people can really, you know, if maybe you don't want to share your story, you know, in a book or something on 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 the TV screen, then you can order a card that can sit down with your mom and your siblings and, and literally just play a card game where you let the card speak for you. But you're really able to finally say those things. You're finally able to get some things off of your chest and maybe hear her side of the story, because behind the title of a mother, she's still a woman and, and still a broken girl. Who has her own traumas and sometimes it takes us to take a step back to see that so that healing can take place and or to be able to walk away and just agree to disagree but still love nonetheless mm-hmm. um sounds awesome sounds awesome and hope and i and you'll tell us how we can watch the docu series absolutely if you go to whymymom.com you will mm-hmm. find all the information there you'll see the resources for how to order either season one or two of the book. Season one, we had mm-hmm. 10 amazing women 
who were offered there. Season two, we had seven women and one male who told his story and it was amazing. So, so far we have about 18 offers who have shared their stories freely. Um, I'll keep in contact with all of them. Their testimonies, man, have gone from people who barely spoke to their moms, you know, be prior to being a part of this project to now they have Sunday dinners every week, you know? Um, and so I'm grateful for that. Even, even those that um, mothers have um, passed on have been a part of this program um, who have been now get to enjoy their mother's day, who now get to enjoy and not fall apart, you know, normal holidays again and, and get back to living again, because it's more than just writing and being on camera. It's a nine month process. So it's like a birthing process. And every month we meet, Every month I take them through my trauma and normal process. And so they get that group coaching with me. I bring in different um, key players to really help me bring this thing out. So we have, you know, psychotherapists that I keep on staff and all that. And so we're ensuring that we don't just rip a bandaid off of them and leave the wound open, but that we're truly doing that inner healing work as well. Quinnera, is there such thing as silent trauma? I mean, and what do I mean by that? Um, is it possible that um, someone could be going through something just sort of silently within themselves. Um, maybe their story is not as vivid as some of the others. Maybe their mother um, had not been incarcerated, was not on the streets, mm -hmm. but um, maybe things look perfect from the outside but there's still something there. There's still some trauma there that um, someone could possibly be going through that needs to be dealt with still. Is that such a thing? Absolutely. Do you, do you deal with that as well? Yeah. So one of the layers um, in my Trauma Ain't Normal program is I help you see how trauma has impacted your voice, right? So there's several, several of them, right? So um, I'll take you through how trauma has impacted your parenting, your finances, your business, um, your mind, your body, um, and one in particular is your voice. And so how trauma impacts our voice is very detrimental to how we show up as adults, how we show up in our lives, the things that we speak out, you know, about the things that we don't, how we um, can come into a space sometimes and shrink because we don't feel that our voice matters because in our house, we were told that we didn't matter. In our house, you know, our voice was overlooked, you know, because some of, because from their generations, and I've had some moms come on camera to share that from those older generations to say, you know, what well, I was taught that children were to be seen and not heard. So I didn't know that I was damaging my child. I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I was just doing what I was told, you know, and that's where that grace kind of comes in. But absolutely, there's a thing where mm -hmm. you can kind of sit in your trauma and, and it be a quiet um, or silent cry per se. And, and those are some of my favorites because when you do find your voice, my God. It's so powerful, it's so bold, it's so big, and it's so resourceful to others that are out in our community, um, which is one of the reasons I say that the enemy wants to keep you quiet, is because when you do speak, it's going to be something so powerful. You know, I can sort of relate to that. I, I, I grew up in that era where, you know, you you don't come in here and talk when with adults in the room. Yeah. You stay quiet. You don't even talk amongst the older people. Um, it took me decades to find my voice. Um, just always silent, always, I don't even know if I was even seen in a room. Um, yeah. That's just how low spoken I was. Um, 
So it, it's taken me decades. And you're absolutely right. When you find your voice, sometimes you don't know when to shut up. <laughs> you're just talking. <laughs> it is just bold. But I love it. And I give, you know, I, I definitely give so much of that to God because yeah. he had to deal with me um, yeah. for a long time. And he is still dealing with me. But, um, you know, and I recently had a conversation with someone about that same subject. And we, uh, you know, it happened to us. And so as we're rearing our children, we sort of do the same thing. And then it becomes yeah. a generational thing. And we don't Absolutely. realize that we're silencing yeah. our children. We're not giving them a voice that, you know, and yes. yes. So I definitely feel that. And um Wow, your program is is just totally needed. I know that it is, um, as it's resonating with so many people out there today. Um, Thank you, sir. Cuneo, are there any challenges and struggles that you had along the way that you had to overcome in order to get to this place? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would say the biggest would be me. So going back to the conversation of unlearning, right? There, there's so many times where I can be triggered in my own self, where I can be, you know, something can seem familiar and it'll trigger something in me to take me back to a place in my childhood that will make me shut down. That'll make me close up shop. Like, oh, nope, this ain't for me. I'm done. Thank you, Lord. I thought it was cute, but I'm done. <laughs> I'm finished. This is too hard. I don't need nothing else hard in my life, God. Um, where, that, where that champion in me had to rise up Right. Um, where I really had to unleash the champion within me to really say, hey, we're not doing that. That that's something little Quinea would do. We're, we're not doing that adult Quinea. You know, you are going to rise to the occasion. You are going to champion this thing and you are going to, you know, change the lives of so many other people. Um, and so it just takes um, it took me really to just have that boldness within that God had to really deal with me, man, and really do that inner work. And I, and I would say, you know, even, even down to in 2020, my mom died. She came home from her last bid um, in prison. And within 24 hours, she didn't even make it out past a day where we found her dead in the house. And um, I thought then that I was going to close down my business. I thought then um, that I was done. And I heard God say, you know, when it happened, um, this had to happen like this. And it had to happen now um, because she couldn't go where you were going. And although I had a peace then, I still had some resentment like, okay, God, I'm already helping all these people. Because not only do I, you know, serve those who are, you know, um, free, I would say, right? I, I've also, I have programs that are in the correctional facilities. I've taught parenting programs. And so, like I said, initially, a lot of my stuff was all dealing with centered around incarceration. And so now that I do a little both, um, when, when she came out and I saw that it didn't work for her, right? How, how, how dare you, God? How can I be out here helping all these other people? And I get to see all these other testimonies of these people's mom coming home and they're now doing so much better and their addictions are gone and everything is working out for them. But yet for mine, I'm, I'm the one that's out here doing this work, God. How, how dare you? How dare you let her die? Um, so I had to sit in that, right? And truth of the matter is he didn't let her die. That was a choice and that was her free will to return back to, you know, doing those things that, that should have ceased. Um, and so I had to make peace with that. And I, and I thank God for 
therapy. <laughs> I thank God for my relationship with the Holy Spirit and them two together have really been doing the work in me. So I will definitely say it has been some challenges and it definitely comes with some challenges along with this work because it's so, um, because it can unlock so much for so many generations that of course the enemy doesn't want me. How dare he let me keep swinging. Um, but I thank God that he has girded me up to be able to do this work. So yes, it definitely has been some. Mm. First of all, I want to say I'm sorry to hear about your mom. I know that must have been very hard. Yeah, you're just you're a very strong woman. Yeah. I can just tell that, and you know, in talking with you and and even seeing you. So, um, is is there anything that you would do differently? I would say no. I'm a firm believer. And the only thing I hear my spirit saying now as we're speaking is and we know that all things work together mm-hmm. for the good of them that love God and those that are called according to his purpose and so because I know that all things that work together I believe that every step I had to take to get here even the failed steps right even the missteps where I tripped a few times I believe even those have worked for my good to get me here if even if it's to keep me humble right even if it's you know to make sure that I, I triple check my things whatever it is I know that God had a purpose for it and I don't regret any of it. So no, I wouldn't change any of that at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, what about that firing back in 2014? How you feel about and that? Let me tell you something. <laughs> you say you should have fired me it earlier. It took <laughs> me a minute to get over that, baby. I wanted to cuss all them out, do some part of the damage child. I wanted to get with Andy Fox and take them down, girl. Yeah. But I tell you what, um, the favor that I had was even in that moment, I remember the young lady, cause I took it all the way through, you know, going through the whole EEO process and having a whole little mediation thing, right? And I'll never forget, we took a break and the lady who was sitting in there, it was Holy Spirit. Cause I had, beforehand I prayed about, you know, whether or not I should even try to take this up with EEO because I was so angry. And um, I had talked to, you know, my, my pastors and I remember my first lady said, you know, I just feel like God is saying, let it go. And I'm sitting here like, lady, I ain't letting nothing go. What you talking about? <laughs> and so I went anyway. And then here comes the lady in the mediation who I had never seen a day in my life. Didn't know from my Couldn't even tell you who she was right now. I never forget. She turned to me and she said, sweetheart, you are a young, educated Black woman. You don't need them for any of this. This conversation won't even matter a few years from now. Just let it go. And I remember saying, ah. <gasps> okay, okay, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. And um, you know, I will say now hindsight, it's probably was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Because being who I am, I would have still been in that place working day in and day out. I mean, down to my husband calling me, like, are you leaving? Come, do I need to bring a bed up there for you? What are you doing? Like, come on. Um, you know, missing out on stuff with my children because I was just trying to prove something so much to these people at this place that there was never a finishing line that I could have ever reached there. I would have always been chasing, you know, chasing something. And God had to do that. Um, But yeah, it definitely did feel good at first. I went through a really dark depression with that. I mean, to the point of my husband used to go check the mail before I could touch it. Because if I got another rejection letter after I got, you know, went through that of me applying places and nobody hiring me when I, when I wanted, because I wanted to show them that I could work. So I was applying everywhere, you know, not being very purposeful in that. God was like, nope, 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 nope. Um, but funny enough, since since that has happened, I haven't had to apply anywhere ever. 
isn't that something how God works? And, <laughs> and, and isn't it something how we can do, give so much of ourselves and yes. even extra and extra and extra, and we just keep giving and giving and giving for somebody else's dream yes, so Sylvia. that we can build that dream up. Yes. But when yes. it comes to our own purpose and yes. our own dreams, because we, we have dreams. All you know, of us there do. are things Absolutely. we want to do. There are things that we imagine in life you know when yes. we were little girls we had yes. those dreams right come on now, um, they're still there we may have stopped thinking about them we may not yes. still dream them yeah because we have decided we can't do those things but if we would work just as hard for our own dreams as we do for someone else's then oh my gosh we would be in such a better place we'd be like you right now <laughs> <laughs> just happy and fulfilled yeah Yeah. so yeah absolutely that was the greatest thing and we don't know it at the time that's the thing we don't realize it at the time it looks like our whole world has just fallen apart but God is just trying to bless us he's just trying to bless us he has more for us and we just want to hold on to that Mm -hmm. little bit Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what one piece of wisdom, Cornell, would would you um, give to someone who um, who just had a sim- similar story as yours? Hmm. Uh, the piece of wisdom I would share is you are a champion. That no matter what it is that you've gone through, no matter what people have said, no matter what your environment looked like, where you are right now and the fact that you're still a breathing, living, walking miracle is a testament to how you are a champion, right? Even though there may be moments where you may lose some things in life, the overall ending of your life is you will win. You have to win. You were designed to win. God did not create losers. Right. And so champion your way through whatever it is that you may be facing right now. And just know that I am proud of you um, for still standing. I am proud of you for still breathing because we all know that it could have been so much different. If you like me in my story, baby, you probably attempted a few times to go ahead and end your life because I know I did. Um, But God didn't see fit for that to happen for you. And so I would just say, keep championing your way through life. Um, keep believing in you. And if you don't hear it from anybody else, just know that I am so proud of you for being able to stand flat footed even now in your story and be unapologetic about what has happened to you. And don't continue to go through life holding on to what they did, waiting for them to apologize. Because even if they don't, you deserve to live a free life and you can without their apology. Wow. My gosh. You had me at God did not create losers. He did did, because he did not. Everything he made was good. And, and you know, and I keep saying we all have a purpose. So being able to just channel some of that that we're dealing with into our purpose and helping ourselves and then seeing how we can help others with that oh my gosh yeah that was great advice that was great wisdom um 
now. I, I feel like, I mean, do, do you have any other tidbits that you want to share about purpose? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. My, uh, my line name is Purpose Driven. And I thought that was huh. uh, so ironic because um, even they could see mm-hmm. that that's what I, that that's who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a question about it. I didn't, I didn't want to know where it came from. I already knew. Um, and I was so grateful and humbled by that. And so it's so important to live a purpose-driven life simply because um, it's so rewarding so that even when you see things that don't add up, that don't make any sense, where God is giving you something so big to believe it's going to happen, and you like looking at your account like, okay, Father, this don't, this don't line up. I don't, know, I don't know what you see, but I know what I'm looking at. Um, just remember that purpose will carry you, right? And as long as you are on that road of purpose, that God will manifest those things for you. And if you are in that waiting, you know, moment, if you are in that, that stage of God, when are you going to do it? Like I need it now. I want you to take a step back and really reflect. There's a song by John Bennett Reynolds that says, make room, right? See, see where you can make room for the manifestation to take place because you could very well be you know, you in the way right now. I know I've been in the way many a day. Lord knows I'd be having to get out the way probably every other day this week. Okay. And it's only Monday. <laughs> so I know that, um, you know, that we have to just remember to make room as we are on this road of purpose, because we can be so caught up sometimes, you know, and, and expect to receive so much when God is like, yeah, but you ain't making room. You ain't making room for it. As you, as you get give, you know, as you receive, make sure that you are giving. So that you are able to make room for what it is that God truly wants to manifest for you. You know, I, I just could not agree with you more. That is some very good, very wise advice, tidbits to leave people with and um, to just leave them with that. Thank you. I only want to make sure that we do uh, give people your information so that they know how to reach you. Um, how to get in touch with you, should they need your services. So how can people find you online? Absolutely. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to get into TikTok. I'm not the best yet, but I'm gonna get there one day. Um, But all of it is under the same thing. It's author, like the author of a book, Hugh Futrell. Um, And then my website is just my first and last name.com. So quineafutrell.com. Um, if you go to any of that, I promise you can find me. Um, when in doubt, you can certainly, you know, lean into the whymymom.com, which is, you know, specifically for those things, which you can always, it'll always navigate you back to the main site. You can book a free consultation for us to chat. And I would love to see how I can help you and your endeavors in any way so that you can truly live a purpose life. Awesome. Thank you, Q. I should have been saying that all along. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed you sharing today. And I just know that you've touched some hearts. And I'm sure that there are some people who can resonate with your story. So um, I'm going to continue to wish you so much success at what God has in store. Who knows where you might be five years from now. But um, I continue to wish you nothing but success as you go forward with your purpose in life. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You are so welcome. You have just listened to Streaming with a Purpose with your host, Sylvia Montgomery. Thank you for tuning in. 
Continue to stay tuned in with us. Be on the lookout for our next episode. Until then, bye-bye.